Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I swear to God. Adam. You better not. You better not. Watch this. I'm watching, man. I'm watching. I'm watching you like a hawk. I'm watching you like a hawk. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the DM Nuggets podcast. Let's go. Damn likes. <laughs> you gotta shut up. Like eagle screeching. <laughs> it's gotta be. You gotta keep oh, doing no. that forever. Dev, promise me you'll do that forever. Dev likes. Oh God. Dev God, likes. dude. I actually think I'm with Harrison on this. <laughs> it's like he's like maybe Yoda or something. He he's gonna turn into Borat soon. Is it my yeah. way? Like a thing where you're like, oh God. <laughs> Uh, we're presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DMVR whenever you sign up and gamble along with us. Whatever it is you want to gamble along with. I've got the homies with me, man. i got the squad with me today. Over here, the man with the wind in his hair. The beautiful one. It's mm. Harrison Wynn. It's Rocky Hour, fellas. <laughs> is it really? Where's Ro- it at? It's Rocky Hour. It is midnight, actually. You're right. It is midnight. Do we have It's to- right there. Man, crack it open, man. We just got back from a great dinner. You got us. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Man. Uh, another just great dinner with the fellas. An- another great dinner with the fellas. Over here. Oh. Thank got, you, Cal. I've got the swollen one. It's D-line. <laughs> that's true. I, uh, that's It uh, could be applied to any one of us. Uh, I'm happy to carry that mantle. Let's go, guys. Uh, let's drink Rocky. Yeah, what, what are we doing? Uh, let's just, when, in, doing? when in Rome. When, when in Rome, get uh, dangerously drunk. Is that yeah. the saying? Yeah. I wouldn't say you're going to get drunk, but you might you know, share a beverage a little bit just to uh, talk a little more clearly. Over here, <laughs> Dev likes. I'm in another... Um, country with my fellas um i'm at home uh, with my boys so of course it's a great night i'm ready for uh, for the show what's it like to be the most popular man in the world dev i'm the most popular man in belgrade <laughs> maybe in the world though i don't know maybe in eastern universe. europe it's been it's been awesome in the balkans know? um my my uh, my brothers that i've always been happy for they're uh, not as excited for me uh, <laughs> to have this type of um, you know, back uh, home, you're not feeling the love. Nah, no, he's talking you know, about us I'm on talking this about panel. You guys, oh. yeah, that's who he's talking about. We're <laughs> yeah. not excited for his newfound I, fame. I definitely love apparently. it. I definitely love it because I'm I'm with my people, and my people love me. I love them. Yeah. Well, I'm happy for you. I'm very very happy for you. In fact, <laughs> I'm actually I I'm part of the first part. I'm not happy for him at all. Yeah. <laughs> I, and you guys can catch us tomorrow. We're going to be on N1, I think, in the morning. We'll be on RTS, I think, in the afternoon. So you never know. You turn on your television, turn on your YouTube, <laughs> turn on everything, open up the papers will be there um guys before we get started though i do want to remind you that we have a meetup tomorrow i mean of course tomorrow is our last day in belgrade can you believe it's already the last day it's simultaneously <sighs> been the fastest flown by and also 
We've been here a long time. A long time. Yeah, we, we've taken up residence in that. Uh, I, I don't remember the time any time before this, right? I, really, I don't remember <laughs> really any time after yeah. before this. It's going to be tough going back to the real world after this. See, the difference between us is that I've been doing work for Denver at 3 a.m. Let's see this whole time. Yeah. Um, that explains But I do want to tell you guys, you can throw this tweet. Uh, Kel, can you find the tweet with the uh, with the information here and throw it up? Tomorrow we are going to be doing a meetup. And we had to change location. This is an emergency announcement. Too many people coming. Too many people coming. Also, we had to move it earlier. Some people are like, hey, that's not enough time. We want, to be, we yeah. want more time. <laughs> 4.30 is when we're ki- kicking things off tomorrow at – oh, my God. I can't believe I have to read something here. Good luck. Pivo Pia. Pivo Pia. Throw it up on the screen. So sure. Go ahead and look up. Pivopia. That's where we're going to be. Um, Let me give it every intonation. Pivopia. <laughs> Pivopia. I'm excited. Like, really, I'm excited for the meetup, uh, to, to meet up with some people that we didn't get to see the first time. And then Amen, also, man. I know that there's going to be people that are coming from that, that we just met. Yeah. Um, and now new they're going to be like, these are, these are our brothers. So, like, now they're going to meet new friends. So, I'm excited about that, that portion of it. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm so excited for it. At 4.30, if you're not going to get there at 4.30, don't, don't worry. We're going to be there. Oh, We're yeah, going to be yeah, there yeah. all the time. I think we'll probably head to the arena around 7.15. I don't know. Whenever people say, hey, it's probably time to head to the arena, it'll probably be 7.15-ish. I'm, I've asked some people how early do you have to get there. So we'll be there for quite a long time. Uh, you come talk to us, come do a meet and greet, meet each other. Like one wow. of the cool things, man, like we have to leave tomorrow. Hopefully we're back soon. Hopefully we're back soon. We'll talk about that, I guess, tomorrow probably as our, as our – tomorrow after the game we'll do a wrap-up show. We'll kind of give our final farewell and we'll talk about all those things. But, um, you know, it's the last chance to come out and talk to us. But we hope when we're gone, our spirit lives on mm-hmm. here, here in Serbia and that you guys make some connections with each other. I know when we were at the last meetup, some people, you know, it connected some people who had never met to, uh, e- each other before. So come out tomorrow, 4.30, everything gets started. Um, have a couple drinks with us. Um, Harrison, myself, and RG will be covering the game, so no drinks for us tomorrow night. But we Absolutely will, not. Uh, well, well no, no drinks tomorrow for us, but we will be, you know, attending that event for a little bit. We'll have to leave a little bit early, but the other fellas... They're going to be attending this just as mere fans, just as mere Serbians. Me, as, <laughs> as mere. <laughs> well, <laughs> as honorable fans, I don't know. I, don't hey, know I would rather, mean. you know, be an honorable fan if that means yeah, that I I'd get rather. to have, you know, Rakia and, and beer with you guys before we get there. They're going to be, uh, they're going to be like, oh, I can't do that. I don't, I'm not going to do that. Come have a beer. Yeah, yeah, come yeah, have yeah. Rakia with me. Vote. Um, you know, Kale, RG, like, no, RG can't go. Uh, Do you mind too? No, no, I was going to get to him. I had to get to him. I'm excited for that portion. Man, no. Um, guys, we have a lot to get to. So enough of the, that was a fun intro. Let's, let's move on. Um, we have a lot to get to because we did so many things over the last few days. It's crazy. Honest to God. I, I know this, people are going to think I'm lying on this. I was choking with RG that we've been sharks since we've been here. We, if you stop moving, we'll die. So we haven't stopped moving. Like three, four hours sleep maximum. Four hours of sleep. I'm yeah. feeling like, oh, my God, what is this, a vacation? Yeah. You know, I'm on break. We have been going nonstop, place to place to place, uh, meeting different people, doing different interviews. Harrison, myself, RG, last you know, little bit have really been trying to hit the gas pedal on some of these interviews for a giant project that we're, we've been working on, a big documentary that – you know, what is the purpose of our trip? Why did we come out here? You know, the big purpose that I think is coming more into focus as, as we kind of get some of these interviews under our belt, the real story that we want to tell is starting to come into focus. And that'll be something that sadly you're probably gonna have to wait six weeks or so before you see. We're pressure's on, on RG. Pressure's on <laughs> RG. Um, we'll be working on a really great documentary that we're excited for. Um, but, uh, 
you know, we've been going so fast. We've been, everything's been moving so fast. So we want to share little morsels of what we've taken away from those experiences, uh, you know, throughout this. I want to preview. I had a great conversation, uh, a great conversation um, with some people earlier this week uh, in the setup to Eurobasket, setup to this game tomorrow. I mean, tomorrow things get real. We're done with the friendlies. Tomorrow's the World Cup qualifier. So um, I want to set the stage for that. But first, guys, the big news. We went to the Red Star football game oh. yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. There's little check marks along the way where you can, like, describe what the day was about. That one, like, what was Tuesday about? Red Star football game. Yep. Yeah. Dev. Mostly because it took up, like, f- half the day. Yeah. It's a big event. Dev, prior to this, what was your favorite football, or as we say in America, soccer, what was your favorite football game that you'd ever attended? Attended? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I don't I've never that was my Wait. first time ever going to a soccer game. What? Football. Soccer. Football. <laughs> not not Serbian. It was a so- soccer ball. <laughs> no, that's I even seen worse. A soccer go- a soccer ball. It was not a football they were playing with. All right. Well, all right. So you never had attended a soccer game. Never in life. Uh, so um, throughout my you know last couple of years of uh, betting, I bet the over two and a half every single time. That's <laughs> That's my bet. <laughs> my man has never been to a football game. <laughs> never. Never like, in life. He's Where? bet on every single one wow. over the last couple yeah. of years. Literally, I've never been to a, to a, to a football game. There, there we go. That's still not even right. Serbian. It's a soccer match. That's still or a football match. <laughs> what's, what's the other time here? What's the other time you're doing? Yeah, so honestly. So your first one, honestly, guy, your first one was like one of the meccas. A football. It was wild. And, you know, like uh, going through like whole Twitter and everything like that, everyone is upset about me, you know, an- announcing my allegiance to being a, a Red Star f- soccer football Man, fan. He's, he's going to screw this up. So yeah, sometimes. don't so, say that out loud, bro. So like, um, <laughs> like just to let, you know, people around the world or just people that are watching know, I am not a Red Star oh, fan. Oh, you just lost the few people that still loved you. But also I, I am a... Red Star football. <laughs> it was the first. It was the first time I had ever yeah, went to a game. Digging yourself a deeper Listen and deeper hole. All jokes aside, if I had went to a partisan game, uh, if I had went to yeah. a uh-huh. who was uh-huh. Rapids, if I had went uh-huh. to Rapid games <laughs> first, if, team I, Denver, if yes. I went uh-huh. to LA Galaxy first, I would have become a fan of that team, or that's who I would have rooted for. If I went to that game last night, and that was my first. Who was I supposed to root for? D line. How would you rate the Pander here on a scale of one to a hundred? I mean, on a scale of one to dev, like it's a, it's at a dev level. <laughs> you really think so? <laughs> actually, no. This job. is actually he's cutting it. You're right. You're right. You're that right. That was a horrible, horrible <laughs> job here. No, but in all sincerity, so that was your first football game you ever you've ever been to. First atmosphere. Um, did it meet expectations? Exceed them? What, what, what were you expecting going into it? And what what was it like? I expected uh, madness. I expected yeah. it to be crazy. I expected passion. I expected. Um, everyone there to be like fully into the game and bought in the entire mm-hmm. time. Guess what I got? Exactly, exactly that. that. Yeah, all yeah. that. We were right next to. We was at a perfect, a perfect location where we're right next to the crowd that's going crazy. They already have their chance that everybody's going out and screaming the entire time. Um, everybody has like the singing going along, kind of like a college atmosphere. Um, there was a little bit of differences that I just never expected by going to the Let's game. So we had tickets. We had tickets to sit <laughs> yeah, at. This is a good point. And this is, the this tickets is, were associated with a seat. This was an American <laughs> thing. So, like, they told us rules. There was a lot of rules. Some of them were made up. Some of them were not so made up. People just be making up shit and stuff. Yeah, they just – so So first off, like, one of the rules was, like, you couldn't bring coins in the game. Yup. That was wild to me. Like, you can't be, bring coins. Yeah, you can't throw them is why. Well, so, yeah. In all fairness. In all fairness. 
when was the last time you had a coin? Quarters? <laughs> yeah, quarters. Quarter. Like you walk around are you just quarters? carrying a bag of change uh, on you? <laughs> well, I've never been to a soccer game. But like... <laughs> If, so if, I just brought some. Just so now I'm saying, if you had to park or something like that, you got to put some quarters in the meter. Like it's money that you have in your pocket. Like you couldn't have those, so you're just throwing them down. Button. So you're just, <laughs> just throwing them everywhere. Um, but but back to like uh, having an actual seat. So like say we're row thirteen, seat twenty six. Yeah, yeah. Like I had. Mm-hmm. Um. That's not where I sat. Right. No. That is not where I sat. No. And the reason that I didn't sit there is because uh, there was a family already there once yeah, I got yeah. there. They were. <laughs> That was their home. It's yeah. the president's. <laughs> so well, yeah, it, so, it's crazy. Man. So you don't want to. You don't want to be. Um, you don't want to be um, like aggressive or anything like that. So you go and tell um, somebody whose job, the security guard, like, hey, there's someone sitting in my seats. Because I asked them, like, hey, you know, this is my seat. They're like, no. What do you want to do? And I'm like, nothing. So I, I go tell the security <laughs> guard. They're like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I found another seat. My seat was actually like right in front of my old seats, but then I'm just sitting there thinking, I'm like, hold on. So I could have sat anywhere in this whole, um, you know, <laughs> arena. I could have sat anywhere. My, it reminded me of my first two years of covering the Nuggets. I just got to sit wherever <laughs> I wanted to without knowing that you couldn't do that. <laughs> but uh, so I sat, I, I sat in row 12 then. We had excellent seats. Um, yeah, yeah, we really did. Our seats was incredible. We really like, did. Uh, yeah. You know, we we had a super homie really, that, that, yeah, that set 17. us up and put us exactly where that was like the perfect spot. We're right in the middle of the field. We get Mar- to watch. Mar- the shouts action. to Marco Milankovic, by the way, man. He he. Yeah, Marco's a true really, homie, man. He really man. set us up. Like what a guy. The perfect experience uh, and whatnot. And it was just wild the whole time. Every single you know second is anticlimactic. You like the whole time. I'm actually rooting. Um, the team that they were playing was it Israel? Well, who were they playing? <laughs> and there's Maccabi, man. Maccabi. Don't, don't do this to us, man. So so they we play Maccabi and um Maccabi or they, they put Maccabi. they put the um, we're such bad football. They fans. put the the, the the they had the smoke and the flares and everything. They put could. them in the cage. I thought that was the funniest part, man. Oh. You're getting to it. It's actually hilarious. The visiting fans, they put them in a little cage. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, probably for safety That's reasons. For their own safety. For their own safety. And you're sitting yeah. Can you imagine, man? I we got I if there's one thing I could take from Serbia, if there's one thing it's like, hey, if if I went back to the to the U.S. and they were like, "Hey, we'll, we'll, whatever you say, one thing you learn from Serbia, what you have is that can we put Lakers fans in a cage? Yeah, oh, no, can question. we just cage them and put them in the corner where they can light their flares and do their thing, but they're caged." And truly, like, think about the fact that they're surrounded by you know, it's like forty thousand other fans in, in every single way around them. They have 40, flares. I, I, how many was that? That place was close to fifty thousand. Okay, yeah. all right, that's accurate. So, right so everywhere where everyone's around them. And and it's just them, and yeah. they're supporting like true supporters. And everybody has chants, everybody's screaming, everybody's loud, yeah. um, and, and going at it. And and they're like, no, we're gonna stick to this. They stopped the game because the smoke is all on the field. You couldn't and see. I love that. I could part, not actually. see the goalie. Like yeah. I couldn't see the goalie, so they stopped the game. Like I'm like, wow, what is going on this yeah, entire like, time? Oh, you know, just you know. Regular pause for flare smoke. <laughs> like everybody just knew what was going on. They didn't have like. Uh, and then there was people right to the. I'm on the edge of you know the like the seating. There was not. There was people. So we're standing the entire game. Um, people were in the rows. Um, you can't you know get up. You can't get down. You can't move. So for the entire um, duration of the match, you can't go to the bathroom. You can't do anything. No, just, you can't leave. You your are seat. in the. You can't leave you your seat. That's game. not even your seat. You can't. <laughs> exactly. You know? Exactly. So like. The entire time, I'm like, this is insane. This is wild. This is, you know, where you're supposed to be. I felt like we were where we were supposed to be. What an experience for my first game. 
Yeah. I'm a Red Star fan. I just thought about it. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. Wow. Say that. <laughs> wow. Oh man. Yeah, uh, that's it, chat's about to go really. Poorly. Yeah, yeah. So my the, my like? take my takeaways were before we went, we were, people were in my DMs. People were telling us like all of these rules. Like it sounded like we if we were to not follow these rules we would fall into great danger great peril don't, with don't the look at anyone in the eye but don't also look in the don't eye. break eye contact if somebody yes you. and we went and it was it was an incredible experience it was an incredible environment but it, afterwards i was like man that was some overstated like it really wasn't, dude, it was not nearly that insane like as yeah. far i mean i was like this feels like a an insane sporting event but it's not i was like i, I was like man we don't even know how to do it in america i came back i'm like yes we do yeah, really? Yes, yes. Wow. That, that Eric, to me felt unimpressed. like. Mm, I'm, no, I'm no, 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 no. Not unimpressed. I will say in the I environment. Very, in, impressed. very impressed. The environment inside the, the stadium, the, the, everybody, uh, you know, acting in unison, the clapping, the, like walking in was like, oh, man. I was trying to imagine what that would be like to be an opposing fan having to think, or opposing player, like having to come into the stadium, Dude, like when in Serbia. The players were walking out, like for the beginning of the game. I would be scared for my life. Yeah, it was terrifying. If and I was a visiting player, scared for my life. Yo, like uh, the other thing, yeah. And then, uh, and we, what we learned is that the heat flares that the Maccabi fans set off, like Maccabi is getting a big penalty for that. Like, well, that's, that's, not, that's not that's not standard practice. Like, you yeah, can't do. So that. that's why we didn't see it for for yeah. Red Star. The, the Red correct. Star fans are on probation, pretty much. Yeah, they're on probation. That's why they didn't do it. So you're right. There is like a thing. If you do those things, you get a penal a penalty. Well, so. the penalty is you legit can't have home fans for four games. Yeah. Can I be honest for a second? Because I'm with you. My, my wife one time she. Went went to Boca, I think Boca Juniors in Rio one time. She was studying abroad and, and she went down to this game and it was like insane. She didn't know what she was doing. She sat in, in Popular, which is like, you know, the crazy section. Yeah. And she said she thought she was going to die. She got, <laughs> no, I'm serious about this. Like it was one of the scariest days of That's her life because crazy. they, when it all started, everybody came from the top row to the bottom yeah. and pressed. And so she that, got compressed yeah. Yeah, yeah, against yeah. the front or whatever and no way of moving. And she just thought like, all right, I'm going to die. And then it got so crazy, like everybody just trying to punch and everything else. And then they ended up getting these giant fire hoses and hosing them down. So I'm with you a little bit, Eric, to where like I kind of – I didn't expect that because that to me sounds like an insanity. But I expected something on that scale. And when it was – it wasn't that. So the part of me was like, okay, you're, I'm with you. Like some of the rules about – you know, so yeah, that. Dude. But that doesn't take away from the fact that – it's incredible the energy in that building. For que oh, no, no question. The energy, and this is what's funny is the things we're talking about. Like we want more flares, more fires, more like fireworks or whatever. Like that stuff's a novelty, man. It's like cool. It's like, it's like it's a total novelty where it's like, man, how crazy is that? But yeah, also, yeah. like if that was the Nuggets game, I'd be like. Stop throwing flares. Yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. watch Jokic. Like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. like going to a, a Broncos playoff game has that same level of energy. I, I will say, like, I have been, I, I have been to football games where well, it's the same level. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just giving, like, to go, you, you, you feel, you I hear agree. the story. It's like, man, what are we going to experience? I thought there was just going to be brawls in the street. Like, you had to, like, <laughs> you had to, like, walk, hop over puddles of blood and things. And I was like, <laughs> no, this is just a great sporting event. Like, these people are all enjoying themselves in a way that feels familiar to me this is like another thing that is like like you can relate to you know it's like it's another thing like a, a barrier is broken down where you have yeah, this story this, that Eric. you Great think take. that it's going to be so different from what it is that we're used to and it's like no we experience the same things it's just a different 
part of the world. This is another thing that we have a, a kinship on. And it's, it's like, uh, I I, so I actually, I, I thought it was take. fantastic that way. Like, I felt like I was part of it. I didn't feel like I was in danger going there. Yeah, but everybody will be shocked if, they, <clears throat> if the fans here came to a Nuggets game or something like that, especially if you go against, like, the Lakers and stuff. Um, and, you know, back home, if you go to the game, there's going to be fans of other teams. There's going to be a lot of fans of the other team. and they're mostly, mostly, though, Dev, mostly to be fair, just because I think there's a misconception here. Lakers, Bulls, Celtics, Yeah, yeah, Knicks, big, big teams. That's, that, that's Well, I mean, but it's specific teams. Like, you know who it is. It's Brendan. Keep that's going. somebody at the door. <laughs> that's bro. Wow, that's about to get really loud in oh, here. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> is Red Bar closed? Jesus. Yeah, it's 1215. <laughs> <laughs> Red Bar just closed. Um, but can I, I want to say one thing, though, yeah. because you're right that the energy at an NFL yeah, game for yeah. a playoff game is, I think, equal or at least close, comparable to enough that you say, like, the energy's there. But you know what's not there, like, to that level? The unity. The unity. The yeah, unity. Yeah. And that's no the part to me that's no so cool and so, and so impressive. And I think it's important that it's different. It's meaningful that that's a difference because that's one of the things. Like, there's some themes, guys, some real themes that have emerged this trip for me. Like, you know, we've been having fun. We've been doing some different things. Harrison and I, in particular, have been off doing some interviews and trying to get some some different things. We're each getting a little bit different out of this trip. I've been on the show a little bit less over the last 48 hours talking about this. There's some real themes that have come together, and this theme of sports being one area where the nation of Serbia, the culture of Serbia yep. and everything else feels the most unified, feels the most connected. That's one of the themes. And not just that, but the way in which the sports and the way in that they approach sports and basketball in particular feels like an expression of their culture in this really interesting no, no way. Mm -hmm. That's what I take away. So mm -hmm. when you say the energy is the same, I agree. But in the States, it's not all orange. There's a lot of orange. There's a lot of orange. There's that. This one was... Everybody in each section had no color to board. They yeah. weren't given shirts. Oh, yeah. At, at, at yeah. Ball Arena, you hand out shirts. Yeah. You don't even have to wear the right shirt. They'll no give question. one to you. Still don't put it on. No this question. one here, people, everybody knows the rules, and they show up. They dance together. They jump together. They sing together. They shout together, and you're just like, man, the energy's great, but yeah. it's also unified. Because like when you talk about that you are a fan of a football team, you're saying, I'm a fan of the Broncos. I'm not. It's not saying, I am Denver. Oh, I love it. You know what I mean? Oh, come on, fire, man. But, man. I'm, I'm, but, but for real, it's true. It's yeah, like this, right. this, this is identity stuff. Like this, so true, And this man. is so much of so what true. it is that we're learning here and just in general that we knew, but it, it, we're seeing it play out in front of our faces. It's just like the actions that you take are part of a larger organism all the time. This is the idea that you have something that you're a part of versus the individual, uh, yeah. you know, element that is the United States where you have all of everybody is their own thing everybody is their own individual which is very positive in some ways and also sort of takes away from just a feeling of connectedness and oh, this is all um, what it is to be you know I mean <clears throat> I've always said this like the, the concept of uh, nationalism means something very different in this part of the world because people who are national uh, or have national connection also have a uh, connection on a <clears throat> like they, a genetic connection yeah. like they are you can tell me what a Serbian person looks like and, mm. but you can't tell me what an American person looks like you right, can look right, at this right, set right, right now right, like right, right, what sure. is an American person right, right, like? right. so there, there is a connection and there is a, an identity that people carry with them that would you see expressed and so it's, Lang language and, and yes, food and all, like, yes. all these things that like is, is, is it for sure man absolutely um, but
but more but more to the point man the connection of the, of the fan base and I'll I'll tell you another surprise I personally had being at this arena I was surprised there was many kids as there were. Not that there were a ton of them, but I just kind of, for some reason, thought no kids. Right. Like, well, because yeah. you, you don't can't take, bring them. You don't take kids to a place you can't look people in the eye. Correct. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's kind of what I expected. But no, <laughs> but that didn't matter because it was still. And then, um, you know, another thing, and this is another theme of the entire trip, man. Like, <laughs> if I do push back, because I know some people maybe are like, well, no, you guys are making it sound like we're too weak or something. No, like there were maybe walking no, into the no, arena. No. There was a couple like partiers no. that I... No, there was a little bit of walking oh. through where I was like, man, these guys are drunk and like looking for trouble, you know, oh, yeah. like just like yeah, keep, yeah. keep it moving. So like that stuff wasn't too far away yeah, to no, get, but not, I'm saying, not weak, nothing weak about it, nothing like. weak about it or anything like that. But once you got to the arena, man, like I'm sitting next to a guy, I can't even talk to him because obviously I don't speak Serbian. He oh, didn't yeah. really speak English. I hugged that dude 20 times. Oh, man. Like every, it every, was a hug Every, every dude, close yeah. thing. We I don't, in. I don't know this guy, I, I, but every single time, man, it was like me and him were the best friends, you yes. know, like. And I'm t- and then when the pay- and when the game ended, like you know, like we're both like ready to cry in each other's <laughs> arms. And honestly, God, I will say this one thing because I'm with you, man. Like we did some stuff in the next section. We'll talk. We went to Red Star Arena and this or that. So I know some of the people. Like, listen, I honestly, God, I'm I'm saying this in all sincerity. I I don't have a side here. Like I don't yeah. I don't. But being at the at the game, I still felt the pain of that. Like yeah. still the way it happened. Yeah, well, we haven't like, even talked about the game though. All right, let me hear it. the actual Yo, game. The game. The game. The, the, this oh, I feel like is a loss that Red Star fans are going to be talking about for generations. I, we asked man. about this. I don't think that's true. It might just. I don't know it. how because this was like. A ridiculous loss. Recap it for because I'm oh. most of our audience will not have so, seen or heard about the game. They were down one goal from the first leg and it's like two legs and the team who has the better aggregate score they moves on. So they needed to win by one goal to go to overtime, two goals to move on. And Red Star was up 2-0 yep. in the 45th minute of the yep. first half. Yep. And dominated. You, thought the last and dominated. you thought the game was over. Well, I thought they dominated. I just looked like they, I they mean, did dominate the first half. A sequence then happened where oh. the Red Star goalie saved a PK yes. after video review, VAR, review. gave them a handball in the box. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Five minutes into stoppage time. It's 45 minutes plus five. Stoppage time. I don't know how many minutes into stoppage time I, was I for do. the first I'm t- half. I'm that was the second half. Um, nope. I'm, well, yeah, it happened in both. Yeah, well, well, it was both. The reason I bring this up, Harrison, is because stoppage time, like that felt to me like the, like the, 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 the most it could possibly go, right? And you have a penalty kick, and you're thinking, as long as you get the stop and clear it, half time. They're going to blow the whistle. They got the stop. They didn't clear it. And somehow they <laughs> let up a goal in the 45th minute plus change of the first half. So it's 2-1 going into the second half, and Red Star just had nothing the entire second half. Yeah. Um, they gave up a goal late, and then they gave up another <laughs> one. <laughs> it's a loser's lunch. Um, in the 95th minute. Yeah, the, no, the they, they, gave, they gave up... It, they didn't just give up a goal. They gave they an own goal. It was an own goal at the. They gave up basically a goal was scored at forty five and ninety. It was like the, the most buzzer. ridiculous like thing, man. Two half court buzzer beaters. One at the first half, one at the second half, and that's how you lose. Man, it was just covered my heart. Um, and, and it really was like it, it was one of those things where you kind of like sat there, like this whole trip has been perfect. That was one moment where I was kind of like, wait, what just happened? Yeah, They're like did somebody. <laughs> 
We didn't hit the reset button on this trip. Like, what, what? What's the deal? It was really, really ominous. But you know what? And the same thing. Like sports, this is what it is, man. They give us the ultimate highs. They give us the ultimate lows. And let's be perfectly honest out here. We've experienced a lot of highs out here. Yeah. An overwhelming amount of highs. And we know that. We know that we our, our trip has been like everybody's been so gracious to us. The experiences have been something that most maybe not everybody gets to experience. And everybody has sort of opened up their arms to us in ways that we're just so grateful for. But it almost wouldn't be it. A real trip, an honest trip, if we didn't experience some of the lows as well, I and that's what. This, yeah. And and so part of me, like walking out of that arena, like in in a lot of ways, I was like, man, now I'm suffering here with these we people. Suffer together. We suffer together, man. We, we suffer. suffer together. It's like a little bit of my blood spilled out there as I, well. You this know? is the other thing where walking in, I had the same sense that you didn't. But the reason that I walked away with the feeling that I did that it was not the intense crazy environment that i was expecting was because after absolute heartbreak like right. to lose in such a fashion that you could not script it was so nug life it was it so was nug so life but the serbians it really was the serbians we were walking with like you would think that people would be fighting would be angry yeah. but they were just like eh, it's football and they, you know, yeah, that they, they yeah. walked out like, and to say like, I'll be honest, man. There was, there was some really, there was. I think people were really hurt too. Like, they were, but they were, our, they were our, host, our gracious hosts were like, we didn't talk for a good ten minutes. It was like ten minutes. <laughs> of before. course, of yeah, course, it was kind of like a. But, but yeah, I mean, hey, I, that was that was. But we could relate as Nuggets fans specifically. We could relate. This is like another thing that we could just absolutely, absolutely relate on. Like I just, I don't know. Like I, of course, we wanted them to win. And the funny thing was, is that they didn't lose that game. They tied the game, but because of the, right, the fact right. that the, 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 fir the four first leg required that they had two goals, it's just such a strange way that the, the sporting events work. But it was, you know, I was asking them, I was like, listen, after time had passed and we were sort of like walking silently, we, we were asking our, our gracious host, I was like, you know, is this, what is, what did we just witness? Is this going to be talked about for generations like what and he, they were like it should be they're That's just like they're just it like was. it's a it's just like another it just this, this happens to we us. got it next <laughs> not like we that though <laughs> <laughs> all right let's can we hit a break uh, core memory i mean it was fantastic oh, incredible. honestly incredible. another memory that i'm just like this is incredible i'll remember it for the rest of my life um the high and the low yeah it was fantastic yeah, i, really I was, absolute 10 was, out of 10 it was such a human experience all wrapped up in one it was something else um all right let's hit a break on the other side though we're going to have to speed through somehow all of these crazy things that happened in between then and now, which was only one day somehow, but it felt like it was an entire year, <laughs> including conversations with Misko Reznanovic, Milan Dosic, and a host of other people I'm excited to kind of introduce and tell you about. College football is back. It's time to enjoy the tradition, the fun, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook to celebrate the best time of the year. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. You can also place a same-game parlay for a shot at an even bigger payout. Just combine multiple bets into one, like which team will get the win, which team will score first, and more. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use code DNVR, bet just $5 on any college football game, get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. One per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit. And wager $200 issued as $825 free bets. Restrictions apply. See terms at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. See DraftKings ter see terms at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, also, guys, Green Mountain Dental Group. 
we go to Green Mountain Dental Group at DNVR. A lot of us here oh, on the show go. A lot of us they, at the company go. Do you think they can do like meat cleaning? Is, is that possible? Some just <laughs> clean so, out so, like, the meat <laughs> from just your gums? <laughs> yeah, do they have a meat-specific treatment that we can get? Uh, no, uh, what, they what? don't. <laughs> they don't. I'm sorry. Uh, That's, it's called floss. Oh, yeah, it's, have yeah. you heard of floss? Yeah, I, no. Apparently not. <laughs> well, go to Green Mountain Dental Group. Pick up some floss. Also, when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, uh, and exam, they're going to hook you up. They're located 15 minutes from downtown Denver. Tell the team at Green Mountain Dental Group that DNV, DN, TNVR Sports sent you. You're going to get a $300 discount for a full orthodontic treatment for new patients. Uh, if you mention DNVR Sports, you get a free set of bleach trays, a $350 value with a new patient cleaning exam and x-rays so that new patient cleaning exam and x-rays you get a lot of stuff $350 value um and that free set of bleach trays so to make a new appointment check out their website greenmountaindentalgroup.com today all right back here segment two an action pack segment two as we move on from the red star game and now we talk about oops. Now we talk to you. Into our mics, Kel. even. Remember, yeah, we're talking to our mics now. You can always just yell at me, Kel. I give you permission. Um, now we go on to some of these great interviews that we've had o o over the last couple days. And I'm actually going to start with the one we did this morning, which was with super agent Misko Reznatovic, most powerful agent in all of Europe. Some I would say. <laughs> I think anybody that knows what they're talking about would say. He is. Um, Misko Reznatovic, who also owns Mega, which is where Jokic comes from. It's a very interesting program. I want to tell you, so Harrison, you might notice I deleted your notes because the notes, well, the notes you put in there. <laughs> All right. It was good, guys. No, no, no. You stay, you stay. No, stay here. Stay here. No, no. Harrison, you need to stay here. You need to stay here. I deleted it because, I, because you guys don't know that we're scrambling around so much right now that like we don't even have time to like reconvene for these things. It's almost just like kind of hit live or whatever. But the reason is because the notes that you were going to highlight in the show are the ones that are going to be in the documentary. It's like the things that. That's you, like a month. Two months from now. Does, don't matter. Okay. I, I say all that to say that those, those are the things I kind of want to hold close to the chest. Okay. Because those will be part of a larger project that tie into a larger narrative. Um, but there were still plenty of things. So just to kind of set the stage for anybody that doesn't know, Misko is Jokic's agent. Um, you know, he's the man that discovered Jokic. He's not just the Jokic's agent. He's the one who literally plucked him from obscurity after seeing his box score numbers in uh, a paper two weeks in a row and then signing, signing him a height side on scene. And I want to start here. The first thing, because I want to talk more about Jokic, which the Jokic aspects of this are going to be a little, you know, a little bit less. Um, a couple, so just some cool tidbits. One, Misko says he never does this. He's an extreme, and I gather this from him. First of all, I should just say, taking the measure of like, I've wanted to meet Misko for a very long time. I've known about him from, I don't know, first heard about Jokic seven, eight years ago. He's got a great Instagram. Misko does it. You yeah, should check it out if you haven't, if you don't gave, follow him. Gave us, gave us great a Great Instagram, always getting updated daily. Um, <laughs> so he, uh, but he, um, you know, I, I, it was just really great to meet him. And honestly, he met all expectations just in terms of, like, you know, he's an impressive, he was great. he's an impressive Loved individual. Guy. He's a guy that honestly, he, he's done a lot and even and, and kind of coming to his office and getting to sit with him and getting to meet with him. I walked away very impressed. I did not know this tidbit. He was a player. Uh, he had a, a long career. I think I'm a 21 year career. He retired at age 38. He was a player and an agent at the exact same time. And <laughs> and he was the agent of one of his teammates, Pat 
Malkovich. Big Peck. You guys remember Big that Peck? That was yeah. on the team? That was on the team at the same time. Like, we remember Bill Russell. We hear these stories about how Bill Russell was a player coach, right? Yeah, like, yeah, I was going to say, player yeah. coach. Think of the past. Player yeah. agent. How insane is that? That is – no, honestly, that is, like, a crazy, like, experience that – Literally, no one. That's something you could only that. pull off in Eastern Europe Dude, in pl- like the 1980s. You could only play, like, pull that off. You could pull that off in a, a Will Ferrell movie. Yeah, That's the only time that you could do that. No, but I'm it's telling like you, representing Bill yourself in court. Bill Russell, <laughs> Bill Russell, uh, coached Kenny the Jet. So it's not that large. I mean, it's not that. We're talking 20 years difference here, but you know, like, it's still like it's not that 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 out of pocket. But it is out of pocket from today's. Standards just to think of somebody being an agent like you go to practice and you're done and you're like all right step into my office like let's you have a bad practice you can almost tell a guy like you know hey <laughs> taking some or money just back. you're like oh bro we got to make some cash I'm passing you the ball um, <laughs> I one of the questions I've been asking everybody that I talk to out here and then tomorrow um, by the way we're going to be doing a lot more of this actually if you guys are not on Twitter you should be you should try to stick to Twitter we're going to be out and about tomorrow trying to interview people this is before we get to uh, the meetup. If you happen to be around town, we'll put out where the neighborhood we're going to be in tomorrow, just trying to interview different people on the street because we've interviewed a lot of high-profile people this week, at, you know, kind of behind the scenes. And now we want to interview some regular people about some of the stuff we've done. But one of the things I've been asking people is, who is your idol? Who's your idol? Easy answer for Misko. Easy answer. Drazen Petrovic. For him, that was – and I should, when I say idol, I shouldn't say idol because he's really a peer. They're like the same age. But when I say like His the guy that – yeah, that he just sort of said, like, man, that guy has it. You know, that's, that, that's the guy. And it was Drazen. And I just thought that was so cool. We talked about Djordjevic and Danilovic and some of these – Vlade and Peja and some of these other guys. And he's like, no, man. It, Drazen to me was the guy. And he said – and he said – he speculated, although it wasn't true when I've asked all these other people. But he speculated most of the people in my generation, if you ask them, they'll tell you the same thing. Like, that, that was their guy. Mm-hmm. And I just thought was that, that, that was such a, um, a really, really cool answer. Um. I wanted to get into uh, him talking about Jokic and some of the discovery of him and, and some of these different things. Um, you know, do you have, I know the, the answer that stood out to you, I'll let you kind of tell it, but, um, you know, Jokic with Mega, Mega's a, a, a team full of young players. I don't want to give away too much, but it's a team full of young players that also competes. Again, I don't want to give away too much because he gave some great answers on what he perceives his project of Mega to be and what he kind of envisioned, what it's evolved into and what's turned into. But you have this team in Mega that's featuring Jokic, featuring Micic, and they're a young team full of a bunch of young players, and they go all the way up into the, the final against Red Star, and everybody expects that that game is going to be a 20-point loss when they get to the final. Like, okay, now you're playing the big leagues, you, you, you know, David versus Goliath or whatever. Great games from Jokic. Great game from Micic. These guys put them on the ropes. Down, I think, two points or one, one or two points in the final seconds, and Jokic misses the shot. Jokic, who had a great game, by the way, and yep. surpassed all expectations, he misses the shot. Just real fast, do you, do you think that is a defining moment for just Jokic, like, altogether? So here's what's interesting about it. This is like, uh, to give it a, a – for our American audience, obviously, which, again, is 98% of our audience, but for our American audience, the – it would be like a Cinderella team. It would be like, say, yeah. an eight seed going to the final and then losing at the buzzer. Would you be like, oh, they choked? <laughs> like, probably not. You'd be like, my God, this team overachieved so much. And they came up just a little short from the mm-hmm. most biggest miracle run. And I think that's what it was. And even talking to Mishko, like, he was almost taken aback when I was like, I asked him, I said something like, what was Jokic like after that game? Was he distraught or something? And he's like, he's like, I don't remember. They, 
went to the final and all the way to the final and lost yeah, yeah. at the yeah. bus. And he's like, they yeah. were supposed to lose by 20 or 30 points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I thought it was cool. You want to give the anecdote that you, that you thought stood out about that specific moment? Do you want me to? I would like you to. It was in the notes, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, that note, if you look, is still there. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> look, look, look. But Mishko said that Jokic, on that last shot that he took, there was a pass he could have made. There was a pass yeah. he could have made to a point guard. It, it was still seemed like a good shot that he took, but there was definitely an open pass he could have made. Um, and Misko said that today, Jokic would definitely make that pass. Yeah. So in the back of my head, I'm wondering, I wonder if not making that pass, you know, really like made a imprint on him. Yeah, so you do think that that is like a maybe, defining moment Maybe, I don't know, maybe. And, and I, I, I just had a thought about it. Maybe, I don't know. Isn't that funny? I mean, like, we, we always talk, we dance a little bit around uh, LeBron and Jokic. Like, LeBron early on passed off in those big moments and yeah. then he learned that then he has to take the big shot. Jokic maybe finds the, the opposite. Interesting. I don't, that's not my interpretation of the moment and of his takeaway. And, and it's open to interpretation. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm saying that it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily clear, you know, what it was. Maybe in the documentary we'll see the exact words and you, and you can kind of make for yourself. But I kind of thought it was more as in, like, he just didn't. Whether it was he didn't see the read, whether it was because in that moment he got sped up or, you know, the pressure or whatever it was, I think it was more of one of those ones where what he, what he was saying was he's now ready for that moment. Mm -hmm. Not that he would make a different decision, like, oh, you always pass there, you always this, but that he just wasn't ready for it. And at that moment, the right play was to pass and he maybe wasn't ready for it for whatever reason. So, again, open to interpretation, I think, um, you know, what, what that might mean. Um, but, yeah, there, there was that. Um, I did think it was interesting talking to him about – there's the famous game. If everybody – if you don't know the story, I'll give you the quick overview. Jokic was um, getting ready to sign a deal for Barcelona. And if, at the time, when you go to Mega, the next step would be you go to Barcelona. He was drafted by the Nuggets, I think, already. And then you would go to Barcelona maybe for a year, maybe two years, a little seasoning. It's like a stash. You know, you spend a year at the top club, and then you go over to the NBA. That was his expectation, including Mishko's, but that was everybody's expectation. And Barcelona comes into town, and they're ready to sign him to a deal. You know, uh, and, and they want to watch him play this game. And it's against uh, – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to screw this up. I apologize, everyone. Sheremska Mitrovia. That's who they're playing against. He shows up for this game. Jokic has, as Mishko put it, not just a bad game, like an unimaginably bad game. He looks disinterested. It's terrible. It's like it wasn't just that he was bad. And he said, by the way, we went out to lunch. We had the contract all written out, all prepared. We shook hands. The deal was done. The deal was done. This was not a like we'll sit down at the table after all of this. This was the deal is done. Let's go celebrate and watch him play. And he plays so bad. And Mishko says, I never do this. I never do this, but on this time, I'm feeling generous, and I say, you know what, guys? He said I could look in their face, and they're white as a ghost. And he says, I'll give you guys, go, uh, you know, go, go, uh, take a night. I can see you're nervous. Let's watch another game. Don't worry about it. You know, go take a rest or whatever, and then we'll we'll sign this contract in a few days when you guys feel better about things because we know this guy. We're, that's how confident we are, or whatever. And in that window of opportunity, of course, our tourist comes in and says, you know, like this is, hey, we want to bring him over to Denver. Like, forget this going to Barcelona. Like, we, we think he's ready. And, of course, and again, I don't want to spoil too much of the documentary. Most of this is going to be about uh, less about Jokic, the documentary, more about the Serbian basketball part. That's why this part I'm, I'm kind of comfortable sharing. And Wendell will probably have more of these in his, his travel log notes coming up. But he, um, 
But he tells him, Arturis' selling point was, do you think Jokic will be the, is ready skill-wise to be in the NBA? He says, yes. He says, what's the holdup? It's his body. And he says, do you think he's going to improve that more going to Barcelona or coming to Denver? And Mishko says, well, coming to Denver, of course. Like, that's where the best training facility is. He says, this guy's ready for talent-wise. He just needs to work on his body. Send him to us. We're going to start that process now. And we'll get them ready, and the rest is history. And I just thought that was such a cool story. You guys got me ready for this uh, documentary. <laughs> I'm, I'm so ready. I just, just that part right there, I'm like, whoa. Like, that is a crazy story, like, that no one yeah. has ever heard. Um, nobody's a cool ever. Story. And you're talking to, like, the, the direct person that has got to experience Nobody that knows better. To, that he actually got to see what that's like. And, and also, like, shout out to our tourists on that type of. Yeah. Um, you know, just taking that, that's a chance. Like, that's a big-time yeah. chance. And, yeah. like, really, he he rewrote history um, in that moment. Barcelona could have, um, you know, strong-armed or they could have still took a chance on him. And, you know, maybe he makes that chance. But, like, for him to still step in and say, hey, we know what, what we have here and we know what he can be, like, that's a shout-out. I'm excited to just, like, see that and to see y'all keep on going. I'm ready for your notes um, also, Harrison. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Too, I know you are, man. The unveiling. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of what we talked to him, I mean, look, we got a lot of stuff on Jokic, and some of that that we haven't shared yet will be in the documentary. But a lot of what we got is just asking about basketball in Serbia, about asking yeah. about Mega, which is a very unique project, and getting his perspective on it, his perspective as an agent. I mean, think about this guy, Mishko. He's like a Larry Bird figure, in my opinion, like, one of the cool things about Larry Bird was he was a player, then he was a uh, GM, and then he was a coach. Or actually, I got that in reverse order. Coach and then a GM. Um, so I'm only, And it spans generations, and I'm always interested in those people. And Mishko is one of those guys. He wasn't a star player by any means, but he did have a 20-year career. Then he was an agent, been an agent for 20 years, so 20, 25 years. So he's a guy that's been in Serbian basketball for 45 years, and I just like people that have that kind of decades-long perspective. We also talked to Milan Dosit today who I just thought was great, who played for Red Star, among other teams. He played for Red Star and is now working in a front office capacity uh, for Red Star. And um, uh, fantastic. You know who, actually, I didn't tell you this. You know who he kind of reminded me of? Who did he remind you of? Presence, looks, everything. Man, I don't know. Who? Arturis. Arturis Karnaschovas. Oh. Yeah. Both tall, they kind of have like the exact same build. They're tall, they're skinny, they're this or that. Are you bored of this story? Yes. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm in the chat. Oh, you're hanging out in the chat. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we talked to him, and, and he was absolutely great. I mean, same thing. Like, we're asking him questions about Jokic. We're asking him, what, what stood out to you about that interview, Harrison? Um, I mean, he's just got so much knowledge on, on Serbian basketball. Here's a guy who played and, you know, is now in a very high position with one of the teams here in Belgrade. And he just has a great sense for the history of basketball in this country, how far it's come, where it's going. I think it's really interesting to hear people um, really high up in the basketball world, just their thoughts on the future of Serbian basketball. If it's trending up, if this is like a golden generation, if it's stagnating a little bit, people have different views. Uh, that's been interesting to hear. But um, yeah, he just he's just got a great perspective on you know, Jokic and, and his rise, because obviously he played against him, which is kind of crazy. And now he's like running a team in Belgrade and um, he, he just is a wealth of knowledge when, when it comes to, you know, this region and, and uh, the basketball here. I, we hear recurring stories the more we talk to people. You know, you hear so few differences and you get different sort of offshoots, but you do hear some core 
similarities, what people are talking about. And one of the things, it's funny, at the end of the season, I've talked about this a lot, Jokic, it was the first time I've ever heard him declare that he thinks the Nuggets will win a title. Remember, yeah. Vic Lombardi asked him, when you close your eyes, can you do it? And he says, I don't, I don't need to close, close my, my eyes. eyes. The greatest quote ever. It is the greatest quote. And he, and he said it in such a Jokic way. Like, it well, wasn't a looking at the cameras. This, uh, it was just casual, confident. And see, <laughs> that's the thing about um, sports in general. Like, when you get into the long-form narrative of any sort of sporting anything that you can assign. Like, a lot about sports is, like, pretty arbitrary. You sure. Know, can you make one thing do a thing and the other person's trying <laughs> to stop the thing? Whatever that happens to be, basketball, football. But narratives come into play. Storylines come into play. Uh, people's lives get turned into it. Whole decisions start to come out. And you don't really understand, like, what the larger narrative is. And I came to realize is also, you know, people have been asking us about the Nuggets. And I'm starting to tell people here the long narrative about, you know, like, what did it mean when Carmelo Anthony left? Did, did, were they upset? What did it mean? Da, 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 da. Like, all the same story, like, these long-form, like, this happened and why this was important because this happened and what that meant was that this person made this decision it, it the you know it just starts to unfold in front of you and you start to just understand like the impact <laughs> that all of these things that we pay attention to like what they really mean to people and how easily that they can conjure these memories these visions and like they can tell you what it means to them and what it meant to the region and what it meant to the fortunes of the country what it meant to the prosperity of a nation and um you know, again, like if you take a step back, it's it's why it's so obnoxious when people who don't like sports try to belittle them, call them sports ball. You know, like what do you, my yeah, millionaire's sure. better than your millionaire, things like that. And you're like, yes, yes, like that. The act itself, largely arbitrary, a little bit silly if you try to explain it to an alien that just got here on Earth. Right, but right. what's not arbitrary and what's not uh, something that you can write off is that there is just a connection that is made that human beings are able to ascribe so much meaning to these competitions. They sort of allow us to not only like rank, but sort of understand, uh, you know, how it is that we're all connected. And so I can't wait, you know, just hearing like you're saying, people are telling you certain memories that they have, certain thoughts they have. And it, it's just, we're starting to understand the larger narrative. Why it just, right. it, you, just feel the, yep. you just feel the, you feel yeah. like why Love this it. is so important. Why it's not, it's just like, and it's not like, okay, you know, it's, it's cool. We like it. It's fun. Right. It, it, it is that, but it, it, it just is so much deeper. It's just, it is what it is to be a human being. And so I'm, 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 I'm super excited. I was talking, um, <laughs> getting a second shout out here because we've actually spent a lot of time with him um but marco milenkovic about him earlier this earlier today and we were talking i said that i think the way about uh, uh connecting with other people in ways where you feel like you can like express the human uh experience art is the number one in my opinion like this is the way sports are number two and they're right there and at their absolute best they touch each other because sports bleeds into art in that way and i think that's kind of what you're getting I, here, I, to though. me to me it's sports Sports really? is the number one. Absolutely. Sports can appeal to every person on a such... Like, there's something about art that some people feel uh, that they are not able to 
achieve the proper amount of perspective to appreciate. There's not a single person on earth that can't understand what they feel in their heart when a goal Mm. is scored, when there's something emotional to all of it. That's true. I wasn't a Red Star fan, but you score that goal and all of a sudden I'm going crazy. I'm telling you, there's (laughs) there's something so... A volcano of emotions. There's something so deeply primal about sports. It appeals to a part of your brain that you don't have access to, but it controls us uh, more deeply than any other part. So I... That's why, to me, sports are so so yeah. important. Um, either either way, getting back to, to kind of Milan here, when Jokic says, you know, can you win a championship, he says, yes, if we play together. Well, first, this is a different quote, but he's like, yes, if we play together. Like, the talent, we have enough talent. I know we have enough talent. Just just the question where we play together. This was the number one thing Milan had. In every question we asked, he's like, you guys have to understand something. We don't look at sports. We don't look at basketball as like, am I good? Do we have enough talent? Are Do, we good? Are, no, it's just like, can we become the thing best while everyone else is trying to become that thing best? And it's just like, and that's what I think Jokic is getting at. It's like, they have talent over here. I have talent over here. It doesn't matter. The quest is, can we kind of come together in a way that we mm-hmm. we become five you know, connected individuals. What, yep. what are we? We're having a, a very deep philosophical conversation. All people are talking about in the chat is that it looks like I'm pantless. That you're what? This is why I don't read the chat during oh, the show, man. Wow. It really, like, I even, even when I was in the middle of my soliloquy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Imagine what, if you were such an, well, uh, then I would be vote. <laughs> uh, one, one, one great anecdote, Harrison, that I absolutely love, and it's a Jok- it's a Jokic anecdote. His one of his best friends is named Rocco Varda. He played in the NBA. He played in the NBA with Michael Jordan, actually, with the Washington Wizards. Didn't have a very long career, and I think had some injuries. Is it Jokic's his closest friend, or no, Milan Dosic's closest okay. friend? Milan, he's a little bit older than yeah, yeah. you know. He's a little bit older, but um, not that much older, but a little bit older. And he, um, he says that his buddy gets assigned by Mishko, by the way. He's like 38 years old. He gets assigned to Mega when Jokic goes down there. And Mega's like all 19 to 22-year-olds. To Everybody on the roster. Except for one guy who's like 38 years old and he's down there. This is Rotkovarda, seven-footer, big, big guy. And uh, he calls, uh, he calls uh, Milan one time and he's like, yeah, there's this guy down here. And I don't know, and this is his quote, right? I don't know whether to kill him or kiss him. <laughs> like, I don't know if I want to kill him or if I want to kiss him. Yeah. And he's like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, this guy is just killing me. He's a beast. He's a beast. And he's like, well, what is it? He's like, he, he, he's so skilled. He's like, okay, well, well why don't you just kind of out physical him? And he's like, well, then he goes around me and scores. And he's like, all right, well, then just kind of give him some space. He goes, then he just trains the jumper. And he's like, is he strong? No, not at all. And he's like... What do you mean? He's like, I just can't stop this guy. <laughs> he doesn't. I don't know how. So like that. That is the actual quote from so many NBA players. Yeah. Jokic's first yeah. few years. Nothing's honestly. changed, Dev. Nothing's yeah, changed. But now I think that they're understanding. Like he's just different. Like really, I think yeah. you know this last year like really put it to him. They're just like, hey, he's he's good. He's different. But those first years, especially like he after he made the transformation from being like the skinny guy to being like the big guy, yeah. they looked at him and they're like, "There's no way that this guy is destroying us every single night." He looks out of shape. Yeah. He's not jumping off the ground. Um, you know, he's not just shooting. And you know, we're gonna take away the three ball. He's not gonna blow by us. And then he blows by, and or he doesn't blow by, and he still scores. I think that that 
same thing that was happening, you know, when he went over and played as a young boy. It's something that translated to him playing in the biggest league, mm-hmm. you know, in the world. So, like, that's a quote that so many people can relate to. Like, Jokic has actually been doing that probably more and yeah. longer than anyone totally else agree. In, in NBA history. Like, that's just the saying. Yeah. How is he doing it? He's not fast. He's not strong. He's not athletic. How is he destroying us every single time? So, like, that's a great quote. I, I love that. And it was one of those things where – and actually, Milan, I asked him, he goes, that's your first time you hear about Jokic? He says, yes. And I go, well, where's the first time you saw him play? He goes – Right away, I hear the story. I have to watch. He's like, so I start, I tune on, and I start watching him play because I'm like, who is this guy that somehow you can't stop him, but he looks silly. So um, obviously just an enormous amount of love and respect for, for, for Jokic. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll tell you what, this is one thing that I gather from talking to all of these people, and we've been lucky enough to be you know, talking to some of these guys who are in different ways. They've actually played, and they're actually connected. A deep love and appreciation, I would say, for all the people connected to the fabric. And the last guy I have to shout out here is Strahinia Vasilovich, who is, um, I, don't, I can't remember the exact title, but he works for the Federation of Basketball uh, you know, uh, uh, in Serbia. And really, really interesting guy to talk to. He educated us a lot on the history of coaches uh, it, throughout Serbia and had some great stories to tell and some great anecdotes to share about that. Those, this will almost exclusively be in the documentary. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I gather was you know, these guys compete against each other in different ways. But, like, they all kind of feel each other. There, there really is a really sense I got of, like, Jokic's success, Bogdanovich feels that. And, you know, they all kind of feel it of, like, hey, we're going to compete against each other in various ways. But, like, we're all trying to rise as a team, obviously. But even as, like, we take pride in Serbia being good. Mm-hmm. We, we take pride in the fact that as a nation we have, we're developing good things. And if you don't, if you start to drop the ball on that, you know, you feel like, okay, even though I'm doing great, I feel a little bit of sense of loss here. And, and it's one of the big themes that I've kind of got along from this journey that I thought has been really, really loud and yeah. really, really interesting. And, and I feel like I understand it more than ever. Yeah. Um, this country is all about team. You know, like yeah. it's just all started. about the collective group. Yeah. Like we, we saw that at the Red Star game. Um, we've heard that from everybody. It's just about the team. Like um, the U.S. is so much about the individual player. And here it's just about the team yeah. and the coach and winning, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I definitely have thoughts on, on why that is, too. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. like this this country has had to circle their wagons totally like they are they were a team with a larger uh collective that then splintered and these areas had to be their own teams they had to like really come together and it meant something like we we learned that serbia was the one nation that never seceded like they were the one team that never seceded from yugoslavia (laughs) i want to put that pin on that because it's our next topic here and i have to give a big shout to my guy um Milo Shovanovic, who who came over and just completely captivated captivated me and you and yeah. and all of us for an hour, just holding court, kind of sharing some stories. And I want to use, I want to tease again. The real story is going to be in the documentary and some of these other things that we're doing. But I want to tease a little bit of that conversation as we go into a break and and we preview the Greece Serbia game that happens tomorrow. Make sure to pick up some Breckenridge Brewery. It is the official beer of DNVR. If you don't know where to pick it up, check out the Breck Brew Beer Locator on the Breckenridge Brewery website. Uh, That can tell you where to get Breck Brew no matter where you are. Pick it up at your local liquor store, your local grocery store, and now that it's Broncos season, 
make sure to pick up some Breckenridge Brewery Broncos Country Beer. It's got that Broncos logo on it. You can't miss it. If you're local, stop into one of our DMVR Broncos tailgates. All the Breck brew you could want. Oh, my God. All the Broncos country beer you could want. And, and just to be clear, like, our tailgates are going to next to the next level this year. We are... Uh, They're crazy. They started off... They were great last year. They uh, are... Now we have DJs involved. Now we have more tech oh. involved. Now we have oh. more, yeah. more games involved. Now we have more better food involved. And the Breck brew flows like the Danube. Mm. Does it not? It does. Or the Sava. Ivaca <laughs> uh, TV. Ivaca TV. The new goat in Colorado sports that is the greatest of all TV. Ivaca TV delivers amped up sports coverage for Colorado fans. They've got Altitude Sports, AT&T Sportsnet, the NFL Network, tons of other national channels and entertainment channels as well. Uh, so you got to go to ivaca.tv slash Colorado 10. ivaca.tv slash Colorado 10. That way you get $10 off per month your subscription to Ivaca TV for those first three months. After that, it's just $25 a month plus a $5 receiver fee. But make sure to go to Ivaca.tv slash Colorado 10. Ivaca.tv slash Colorado 10. All right, we're back. And by the way, that Ivaca, I know, you know, that's where our documentary is going to premiere. We're going to have a lot of other exclusive content, not just nuggets, but some other things going off on there. At least, and again, these things will be premiering on Ivaca. And I have to say, Ivaca has sponsored this trip. You know, they, they, they made this thing possible. I didn't know if it was going to. As recently as three weeks ago, I thought, the dream is dying. We're going to die. We're not going to be able to do it. And Ivaca came through. And uh, so shouts to them. And, and all the more reason, if you're on the fence about whether or not to sign up, sign up. Um, you're going to want to do it. So... Uh, some people asking if I, I live in Australia, I live in Serbia, I'm not going to be able to see it. Look, I totally understand this. There, It will be available at, at some point shortly after that. We're not sure if it's going to be. I think it'll be four weeks after, but we might try to do something here. I have to give a little note here. Can I give a little note? Please. What's For that? years, December 15th, we've been calling it Yokemus. Mm. Yokemus. Christmas, but with yoke in front. Very clever name. We forget that in Serbia, there's a tradition of Slava. Do you remember? Do you How remember? could we have forgotten? How could we have forgotten that? <laughs> How could we have forgotten such of a course. holiday? Of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, and Dev, we were talking about Slava. You, do you want to explain it to the people? The do Slava? You? Yeah. <laughs> Not the so, Slavs. Oh. This is like the teacher calling on the student. <laughs> yeah. They're like, why don't you go ahead and read your homework? Yeah, there's a lot going on around me. Slava, <laughs> was Slava the museum that I went to today? <laughs> so, so listen, Slava. <laughs> No, it wasn't no, no. Slava Medvedenko. Uh, no, 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 no. I'll go quickly. First off, I didn't go to a museum. And he's talking to a church. That was a church. You don't have to lie. Yeah, yeah, that was a museum today. That was a that was a church museum. It was not an actual church. Church slash museum, wasn't it, bro? I wasn't with you. I don't know. Hold on, Eric. Before they destroyed me, was was it called Salva? It was the Temple of Saint Slava. The devil. That's what I was saying. And also, was there other people of the church there? I got to I got to type you out because we got to move on. This next section is too it's too important. I got to move you on. Sorry, Slava in Serbia. Every family, every family has their own patron saint, and they celebrate that saint. There is no L. Of course, there's not. Of course, there's. I got set up. <laughs> it was a setup. Yeah, yeah. No, to be. I mean, I felt the white hot uh, light on me too. Yeah. I just had to. He's like, is that is that the coffee that yeah. we sell? <laughs> that's drama. That's drama. <laughs> <laughs> This is not right. 
just get to the point. Oh, hurry up. You guys, I'm laughing so hard. My side literally aches from laughing. <laughs> that's the rock, yeah. Oh. No, that, that, that's, uh, that's, 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 that's kidney damage. That's kidney damage. That is kidney damage, actually. That's right. all the meat we've been eating. Slava is every family in Serbia Pause. has a, a, a saint, and, that, and, and they celebrate on this, that, that holiday. So, like, everybody is passed down from generation to generation. You have one, and it's like, hey, my Slava is this week or whatever. We decided, you know what? DMVR, we're a family here. Sure. We're a family. People watching this are a family. You know, we're a family. Yokmas is now Slava. Dev and I aren't related, clearly. December 15th, no longer Yokmas. We henceforth declare it Slava. DMVR Nuggets are Nugget Slava. It's our Slava. Or some would say our Sava. (laughs) Some some might say our Sava. Some might say our Strava. Um, All right. I want to get serious here for a second as we get ready to preview Greece uh, uh, versus Serbia. A game I'm very excited for. Very, very excited oh, for Jokic, Jokic Giannis. Oh. In Belgrade. <laughs> Playtime's over, fellas. Playtime's over. It's time to get to work. Brandon, you just had to be on the show, didn't you? <laughs> Rocky <laughs> hour. Um, so, you know, part this game means something different to me now than it did a week ago. And I mean that sincerely because mm-hmm. I feel like I understand it a lot more from the perspective of a Serbian fan. I'm not going to say that I understand it fully, but I understand it in a lot different of a way. Um, and I want to kind of walk us back a little bit. This is a World Cup qualifying arena. And I think that there's something – and now this is going to be a mixture of me talking from personal perspective. And my perspective, I'm open to it being wrong. I've been here one week, guys. I don't know Serbia that, you know, that well. I'm trying to. I find it interesting and somewhat fitting that it's at Stark Arena. That, that, that this game is here. Stark Arena, if you don't know, was built, originally, was going to be built to host the 1994 World Cup. Okay, it was a big project. You know how team will, the team will earn, like, oh, you're going to be the host nation. All right, you build a big, a big stadium here. So what happened was sanctions arrived in Serbia um, in 1991. Hard, very hard times. I don't want to get into all the history and all the politics. I just want just to, just as a point of reference here that hard times. And again, I'm, I had a great conversation with uh, Milo Shivanovic. I want to, if you guys will forgive me, I know my American audience is going to want a sort of a teaser for this, but I might miss a detail here or there. And I kind of want, I hope you guys can kind of extend me a little bit of a leash here. Um, more research, obviously, ahead to make sure I nail every dot, every I, and everything. But you know, sanctions arrive. In '91, very hard times, and we get the, the uh, you know the, the breakup of, U- of Yugoslavia. So you're building this, and wild inflation, like everybody's life's changed, you know, during that time here. Um, it was set to be completed, uh, you know, in time for that. It wasn't completed until 2004. This arena that we're going to is supposed to be re- completed in 1994 gets completed in, two th- in 2004. A whole decade later. A whole decade later. And by the way, I'm just, uh, think about the things that happened in that decade. Mm-hmm. You first have the sanctions in the, in the early 90s. You have the bombings you know, in, in the late 90s and, 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 um, you know, at, at the end of it. So many things happened from the time that this was supposed to, supposed to be there. Um, and... There's a significance to – I can't remember what you were talking about earlier about this like circling the wagons and filling this. When Miroslav gave a presentation a while back and talked about how Jokic was the fifth or sixth greatest uh, Serbian player in, in Serbian or Yugoslavian history and we all kind of laughed at it, I kind of understand a little bit better what he's saying. And he's not saying the best player, which I think it's no question in my opinion the two-time MVP is the best player. But he was trying to give a perspective here that I, I respect more and under, appreciate now more than ever. And it has to do with the 1995 team that won uh, the gold medal at Eurobasket. And I want to rewind real quick and say that 1988, 
They come in Yugoslavia, comes in second in the Olympics. It kind of kicks off the start of a 12-year of run of, of, of greatness for, for basketball in Yugoslavia and then, and then Serbia. They come in second in the Olympics. They win Eurobasket in eight, 1989, and they win it easily, easily. They dominate. They race through it. They win by 20 points over Greece in the championship game. In, in 1990, you go to the FIBA World Cup, and they get a win over the United States in 1990, and they also and they end up winning the World Cup. So you win in 88, or you get second in 88, you win Eurobasket 89, you win FIBA 1990, and then 1991 Eurobasket, this is when you know the war is starting to break out. They actually lose a player. In the semifinal game, somebody has to leave. Uh, has to leave the team. Be a Slovenian player and ends up having to leave. What's going on? They, somebody's pants looking like they're no, naked no, again. Let's go. We're ready. Tell us this history. What happened? What happened? The, it's it. The chat stopped. Somebody called him Dave instead of Dave. <laughs> but we're listen. We're you stop. We're trying to listen. We no. are inquisitive. We think that this is important. <laughs> Wow. All right. <laughs> 1991 Eurobasket, another one where they race through. You know, they're, they're a dominant team. So you're talking about a little, you know, a little legacy, a little three-peat we have going on in international competitions here. But in 1991 in the semifinal game, one of the players, a Slovenian player, is forced to leave the team. His home city, his home city is getting bombed. Mm. Um, and it's really the breakup of Yugoslavia. They end up going on to win. They win the gold there, so it becomes a three-peat. The next year is 1992. Yugoslavia falling apart. And now Serbia is not allowed to compete, or you know, I think at the time they're still going by Yugoslavia, but it's you know, it, it, it shrunk at this point. Not allowed to compete in the Olympics. And I have to tell you something. Miroslav sat here, Milos sat right here, and both of them said, "Look, everybody talks about the Dream Team in 1992. This is a team that won three in a row in international competition. And by the way, they're all reaching their prime. They're all young at that point. They're entering their prime at 1992. This is international basketball." This isn't the NBA. Three years in a row, they also were unchallenged en route to winning these golds, you know, more or less unchallenged. And they say, look, I'm not saying they would have won. I'm saying I just wish we could have seen what happened if that team could have gone up against the Dream Team. And I know that's crazy. And it's funny because in the U.S. we saw the documentary, the other Dream Team, about the Lithuanian team. And we think, oh, man, how crazy is it that Lithuania had a peak team at the same time that the U.S. had a peak team. And I never had really heard the story of the Yugoslavian team or mm -hmm. Serbian team at this, at this point, that if they just would have stayed together and been able to compete. And I have to tell you something. Miroslav, Milos, I love those guys. Their word doesn't mean that much in the grand scheme of things against people <laughs> like Michael Jordan or what have you. Dr. Milan Dosad said the exact same thing mm -hmm. when we met with him. He said the exact same thing of like, you guys, listen, you don't understand, man. Like that team... They had a real chance against the they dream. They had that dog. Against them, the dream sure. team. <laughs> against the dream team. Now, our American audience is going to scoff at this. Look, I don't know. I'm not alive. I just learned about this team this week, so how can I possibly tell you? But I want to go on to, to, to explain why this game, again, Real, real fast, on. before you go too far, we didn't have this conversation, so this is our first time hearing yeah. it. Um, we actually got to go to the Basketball Federation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we Serbian Basketball yeah. Federation, um, and they had the Yugoslavian team. They had pictures. They had signed jerseys. Um, we got to see all that. It was me, Vote, um, Kel, and, and Eric that, you know, we went our own, on our own um, adventure today. Um, and also um, our tour guide, uh, Stefan uh, Popovich, Popovich um, he also brought up the same thing about – he didn't really? say that they would win. He was just like, I would love to see yeah. what that looks like or what that would have been. Um, just to kind of gauge what type of team and how important that team truly was because 
he's not saying that they would have won, but he's like, I think that they would have shocked to a lot of people to see um, on a broader scale how good that team was yeah. and how you know great Serbian and Yugoslavian basketball truly was. And is it so crazy to think? I mean, the Dream Team was still a collection of the greatest players in the world. I still believe that. I, the talent was still greater, but it was still kind of a thrown together. Like, let's do this. We're so great. Yeah. We can do it. And I do think there's something to the, the, the FIBA game is different enough that it lends to these differences that, hey, man, it takes. And then you're talking about a team that just won three golds in a row. Like, this was a team that was forged, that was formed. Um, you get into 93. So, 92, they couldn't compete in the Olympics. 93, Eurobasket couldn't compete in Eurobasket. 94, FIBA World Cup couldn't compete in that one. And in this entire time, as they're sort of out, you know, um, abandoned, right, by, by, by the global community in large part, Greece agreed to train with them. And in lar mm. a large ways, kept them fit, kept them together, allowed them to kind of keep their program going so they weren't just sitting on their, their hands for all these years. So they would train with them and, and, and do different friendlies and this or that. Um, and that brings us to 1995 when, they're allowed, when finally sanctions are lifted, you're allowed to go back and compete. And we get into Eurobasket 1995. And where does it take place? In Athens, Greece. Mm -hmm. And in the semifinal game, a very contentious game, Greece actually gets eliminated by Serbia. So this team that you had trained with that had been kind of friendly to you, all of a sudden you beat them in a contentious game, and boy did Athens turn on Serbia, booing them. Uh, a, a famous chant about you'll never lift the cup. I'm screwing this up, so I don't want to go too far into it because I'm screwing up the details here, I know for sure. But it becomes a very contentious thing, and what do we know about Serbians from before this? Not. Everybody's against us. That's when we dig in and we become the best. We're the underdogs. And you're going up against Lithuania, who's featuring... Um, uh, Marshallonis, uh, uh, Sabonis, Arturis Karnasovis. They're, this is their two European superpowers kind of at the height, meeting at each other in the final. And what do we get but Djordjevic going for, I think, 41 points, makes nine three-pointers, I mm -hmm. think, in that game. Mm. The game of his life. The game of his life on the, wow. on the highest stage. And you're thinking about this team that you wonder from 19... Um, 91 all the way to 1995 what could have been and they finally get back on the stage slight underdogs in this and they have the best game of their career uh this incredible underdog story this resilient story um and they get the win there and i just think it was such a cool story that i hadn't heard and for me it sets the stage because when voya and miroslav and these guys are talking about greatness in serbian basketball players this is a big part of it. Is yes, they're club teams. They've had different guys go off and do great things. But this idea of like, yes, but when we come together and we get to express basketball in the truest way that Serbians know how, this is kind of one way that we measure our own greatness. And those guys that did that on that stage as underdogs and, 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 un and with the backdrop of those things happening, by the way, in the world, you know, that means something a little bit different. So I find a interesting full circle and you have different eras later on the golden generation later they get the wins in 2002 and, and, and later on in the 90s and this or that and you have different people that have kind of stepped in there and it brings me to this coach Pesic, Pesic, Pesic is one of the iconic coaches in Serbian basketball history this is sort of his swan song he's back now with this with this with his national team most likely for a year maybe two maybe three who knows but it won't be long Jokic this is the first time he's been the guy the Serbian national team. Last time he played, Tejadosic was there. You know, they had some different guys. To me, this feels like a bit of a full circle moment in some ways, that we're going back to Stark Arena, that we're going back to this site that, you know, represents in some ways, at least to me, I don't know if it does to Serbians, but I'm looking at it, and I at least can see this, this storyline of it, represents this, like, lost opportunity of 1994. 
And I think that it's just kind of interesting as a reset and an opportunity for Jokic to go out and do this. I'm not trying to put the pressure on him. It's a team game. This isn't an individual thing. But I do think it's something interesting that we're seeing what I perceive to be the best player in Serbian history in this moment in time. Now, going up against Greece, by the way, of all teams uh, for this World Cup qualifier and an opportunity to kind of put a stamp on this new generation and lead them into new ways. And I just thought it, when I learned these stories, I almost want to cry, <laughs> like hearing about these things because I see it. and I'm like, man, this is a really good story that I think provides context that people back in the U.S. that are like, there's a game, what time's it on, this or that. And yeah. you think like, man, the roots run deep here mm -hmm. for this specific game that most people in the U.S. don't even know about. I mean, that's a very, very well uh, told uh, <laughs> story of something that's like, uh, I mean, it, there is what we just sort of like very loosely were talking about, that just the pride, the long the long narrative, like what all of these things mean, a, a sporting event can be so much larger than the, uh, you know, just the, the fans in the stadium and then the, the cheering and the, the, the this and the that. Like it is, uh, I mean, all of this is coming to all of us in, in various ways and at various levels. The longer that we're here is just sort of understanding not only our place in the world, but sort mm -hmm. of like the larger story of the world itself. I mean, especially for people from America, we are so isolated. We don't have, we have almost nothing in common with our, any of our neighbors. I mean, we have Canada, we have some similarities with, we have almost no similarities with our neighbors to the South because they weren't, we weren't na like nationally or naturally formed. We just sort of like appeared there. And so we've just been left to create our own uh, environment and our own storyline. This is so much different over here. Like this is the story of the entire human race in a way. And so right. it's like so interesting to dive into it and understand just the gravity of things that seem trivial from afar. Um, I mean, like all jokes aside, you, you make the, the comment about wanting to cry. Like that one meant something to you. Mm -hmm. That one you, you were passionate about, um, emotional in a way. And, um, it's great to see like how much you truly care. I think it's great to see um, how much they understand how much you truly care, putting in that extra work um, to tell their story, to, um, you know, say their struggles and, and put it out loud. Like um, that, that means a lot. I know to a lot of people. Um, and really, that's that's why we're here. Um, that's truly why you're here. And you brought us here to experience it all and to um, know it in a, a different level. Um, like that was great. That was great, and I like just appreciate it all. Truly, Kale, cue cue that outro music. So it's it's one of those things. Like we came here, <laughs> not that not that outro music there, but <laughs> um, like we came here to learn a lot of things. Like a lot of you guys, on, you've been following us most most closely, I imagine, on social media and through the show and this or that. And so much of what we've been doing is like. Shots of Rakia. Hey, let's have some yeah, Pieskavitsa. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's like crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this or that. I want you to know that there's been a lot going on besides that. Like that's been a big part of it, man. Everybody's embraced this and this or that. But there's been a real education that's been going on. And some of that education has been coming through Rakia. Through the different food yeah. and this or that. But some of that education has also been through those conversations that we had at 3 o'clock in the morning. Every mm -hmm. single night I've been out till 3 o'clock in the morning. It hasn't just been because we've been doing shots or this or that. It's because a lot of times when you're doing shots or this or that at, at 11 o'clock, it leads to conversations at 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning. And, um, and and this conversation that I'm, again, I hope you guys forgive me. I saw some people in the comments like, Adam, you might want to check the notes or this or that. Like, I might have missed a detail 
here or there. But, but the general sentiment, I think, is right that, you know, I, we do have this better understanding. Like, in, in between all of the fun and all the good times, like, there's been a real sense of, like, education for all of us on, yes. on, on not just the basketball, but how those things really, those roots really run deep. And um, I know the people of Serbia have been thankful for us coming out here because they've shown us that gratitude. But we are equally, if not more, thankful for the education that we've received sure. through all of this. Emotional education, yes. basketball education. And, and the Rakia is education. It, it reminds you to enjoy life yeah. there's so much pain in the world yeah. there's so much difficulty that you come through <laughs> and it's like you also have to celebrate things you also have to be reminded of like what is important on so many levels yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, one person said that was great Adam but I still prefer Eric I typed that that was you? <laughs> Uh, guys, we do have a show. We have one last day here. Come meet us out. Throw it, throw it up on the screen again. Yeah. Where are we going, Kale? Um, what was it called again? Do you remember the, the name of this place? I don't remember. Throw it up on the screen one last time so that everybody can see. Come out and hang out with us. 4.30 tomorrow, we're going to be there. If you have to be there a little late, don't worry about it. Don't worry no, about it. No, no, no. There's no such thing as late. We may. Unless, unless we're gone. If you then you're late. Don't have tickets to the game? It's possible. It's, it's possible. Po Check Twitter. We may have it's, a ticket it's possible. or two. We it's may possible. have a ticket or two or three or four or five to get it. It's know, possible. We're not, we're not promising We're not anything. promising that. I'm just saying it's a possibility that that can happen. So we hope to see everybody out tomorrow. Our last day here. Come say hi. Come give us a hug. Let's hang out. Hit that like button on the way out, everybody. Jivali! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>